0: Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Please be seated. One thing, Jesus did lots of things, but one thing Jesus did throughout all four of the gospel accounts was this. He spent time in prayer. Prayer. If you read through the Gospels, you will quickly notice that the scriptures often say that Jesus went up a mountain to pray or he left them to go pray. Whereas as it says in our Gospel reading today, Jesus was praying in a certain place. We can talk a lot about what Jesus did and what Jesus taught. We can try to imagine what Jesus would do now in our world or what Jesus would want us to do in our individual circumstances But one thing I assure you that must be in the equation of what Jesus would do or what he taught us to do is he spent time in prayer. You just can't read the Holy Gospel accounts of Jesus and not come away with the fact that he spent time in prayer, withdrawing from society, from the hustle and bustle of his teaching ministry so that he could spend time talking with God. It made such an impression on his disciples that when he had finished praying, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And as we read in our gospel reading, Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Of course, we recognize this prayer as the Lord's Prayer, or as it may be called, the Our Father. We are much more familiar with the version that is in the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus gave it on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. It is the most important prayer in the Christian faith, the most spoken prayer in our Anglican tradition. We say it in morning prayer, noonday prayers, evening prayer, and Compline. We say it when we are baptized, and we pray the words just before we die. We pray the Lord's Prayer right before the bread is broken during our Holy Eucharist. It is so important to our faith, our practice, our life. The Lord's Prayer has been in the news of late as well. Many of you may be aware of Pope Francis' desire and will to change the wording of a particular line in the English translation of the prayer. Instead of saying, lead us not into temptation, Catholics at some point will say, do not let us fall into temptation. He was quoted saying, it is not a good translation because it speaks of a God who induces temptation. I am the one who who falls. It's not him pushing me into temptation to then see how I have fallen. In our prayer book on page 364, the issue has been addressed between the two translations of the traditional version and the modern version. Our traditional version has, and lead us not into temptation. And the contemporary version has, save us from the time of trial. It is not so much as Pope Francis wanting to change the prayer as it is his desire to have the ever-evolving English language reflect the meaning of the prayer. The English wording we have in the traditional version does not carry the same meaning as it did in the pre-Victorian prose. Nevertheless, Pope Francis brings up an interesting question. What does this line in the Lord's Prayer mean for us? When you pray it, What does it mean? And what does it mean when we pray? And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This line, like the other petitions in the Lord's Prayer, are firmly grounded in the life and work of Jesus. Jesus was a first century Jew, and well-versed with the hopes and fears of the ancient people and their holy scriptures, their political landscape, All of Christ's life was directed towards his purpose and mission, the death on the cross for creation's redemption. As Jesus continued to draw closer to Gethsemane, the deepest meanings of the petition came out as he came closer and closer to completing that mission on the cross. And over and over again, Jesus told his disciples, especially at the Garden of Gethsemane, to watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. But it would be absurd to suppose at the moment of all moments that Jesus was explaining to them to say their prayers on that night in case they might be tempted to commit some trivial personal sin. Jesus had seen that the moment that all of his life was directed at, the moment of all Israel's history was thrusting towards, was rushing upon him. It was Jesus who was being led to the testing, to the trial. It was he who was not delivered Evil, Because it was Jesus who took on all our sin. It was Jesus who was forsaken. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? As Albert Schweitzer once said, Jesus was called to throw himself on the wheel of world history so that even though it crushed him, it might start to turn in the opposite direction. That is why we can pray, deliver us from evil. And we can pray that prayer with confidence precisely because Jesus has met that power and has defeated it once and for all, praise the Lord. So what does our Lord mean by evil? Well, he certainly does not mean to minimize it or to pretend as though it doesn't really exist And if we just focus and have a positive attitude, it'll all go away. Jesus was was to recognize the reality and power of evil and to confront it with the reality and power of the kingdom of God. And his intent is that we as followers of Christ will recognize evil for what it is and what we would pray. Deliver us from evil. He intends us to recognize the reality of evil, but also the reality of his victory over evil. Evil is real, and it is out there, and it is also present right here in us. But Jesus' victory over evil is not only out there a fact of history 2,000 years ago, but it is also available here and now for each of us by the power of the Holy Spirit. To pray, deliver us from evil, is to follow Jesus' lead to confront evil and declare his victory. It is as Bishop N.T. Wright puts it, you hold the faith and stick to the commitment in the teeth of apparent obstacles and enticements. When we pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, we are acknowledging the evil in the world, but declaring God's victory over it. the death and the resurrection of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit operating in our lives that the spirit of God is active in this world the message of the people of God his church is to declare God's kingdom in this broken world this is why our phrase lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil is coupled within the Lord's prayer thy kingdom come Thy will be done. Because Jesus' victory defeats the evil of this world. It's why our phrase is coupled within the prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Because the evil of this world does not know what to do with the forgiveness that is found at the foot of the cross of Christ. The evil of this world does not know what to do with the forgiveness when followers of Christ act in the same way. It is in our prayer, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, that the forces of destruction, of dehumanization, of anti-creation, of anti-redemption, as N.T. Wright puts it, may be bound and gagged. And that God's good world may escape from being sucked down into their wickedness. May this prayer deliver us from the horror of war, from human folly, from a society that focuses on riches and social violence and self-righteousness. May we be delivered from the arrogance and pride and other sins in our own hearts. Deliver us from evil. These prayers, you can't pray these prayers from a safe distance, but only from a place of hope and belief the finished work of Jesus Christ who gave his life for our redemption for those who believe in his victory we pray lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil by this prayer we walk into the darkness of this world discovering that God is active even in the darkness Even in the dark night of our own soul, God is present. And because of that, and because of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we can pray. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory not just for a little while, (laughs) forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.